So the title for today's message is Fight Your Battles with God's Thoughts. The title for today's message is Fight Your Battles with God's Thoughts. Can we read once Matthew 9.17? Matthew 9.17? Yes. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and running, ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. New wine is poured in new wineskin so that the wine is not getting spoiled. Neither the wineskin is getting torn because of the pressure, but it is intact. So here basically, if I am that wineskin, the word of God, which is the truth that is coming into me, should be that new wineskin and the wine coming into me. Now, what is this newness in me is when I have got a deliverance, where I have obtained the truth and where I've identified, okay, this is the problem in me, which I have to get rid of. I have to throw this weakness of mine. I have to destroy this idol in me. So when I start eradicating these things out of my life, I am transforming and this new life that I have will basically be ready to accept rebuke, to accept discipline, to accept chastening from God, to accept a test from God, to accept a punishment from God because this new wineskin is fresh and it is ready and it is made in the image and likeliness of Christ. Because this new wineskin is being built with the word of God, which is truth. So one question we all have to put to ourselves is, when there is a rebuke coming our way, when there is a disciplining and chastening coming, when there is an instruction coming our way, is it kind of causing discomfort to us? That means we haven't got this new wineskin, but we are still stuck with that old wineskin. So with my old nature, with, uh, with my old self, if I'm taking this new way, the new truth, the new discipline and rebuke coming from somewhere, this nature will not receive it. It will have a problem with it. It will, the, 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 this old nature of mine was filled with ego or is filled with ego, we need to check, do I have the old nature in me? Or have I put on this newness in me? Is this a new nature, right? So if I have this old nature still inside me, I won't be able to show immediate obedience. I won't be able to show complete obedience. I will choose between showing obedience. I will make a choice where I want to make show obedience and where I don't want to make an obedience to God, right? So if I still have that old nature in me, where I am fighting the battles of my life with my understanding, but I'm getting the word of God, which is saying, don't fight your battles with your understanding, but take my thoughts and fight your battle. I'll have a conflict. God will say, humble yourself. But because of my old nature, I want to react 
I want to show stubbornness. I don't want to agree. I don't want to comprehend what God is saying. That's where the conflicts will start. That's where I will start doubting even the truth that is coming and standing in front of me. We, we will fail to recognize the truth which is standing right in front of us because of our old wine-skinned nature. That old wine skin, we all have to remember that it did not do any good to us in the past. So it will not do good to us even now. We, we fail to understand this. And what this old wine skin is filled with is sin. So all we have to understand is if we have to really receive the word of God, I have to have this newness in me, which is completely what I even I don't know. I want to see what that newness is going to be like. For me to see that newness in me, I have to just accept. Listen to the instruction, show obedience, no logical understanding, no reasoning, no justification, but just submit, 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 submit. That's it. I cannot go on making a justification, reasoning, even if it is right in the sight of God, all I have to do is listen. Listen to what the Lord is saying. Listen to what the Lord is saying. The Lord will test you. The Lord will test your obedience constantly to see how much of obedience can you really exhibit when you say, Lord, I will listen to you. A lot of times we keep saying, yes, Lord, I will keep quiet. I will listen to you. Okay, let me see how much you will listen to me. And that's when he will test you. And how will he test you? He will test you with something that you will not agree to. That's where you can catch yourself. That's where you can catch what is that nature in me that is controlling me from not showing 100% obedience. Is it the self-righteous nature? I have found out my nature. I will share that with you all while we go through. So this nature of ours is actually going to be an obstacle for God to come and fulfill his purpose in our life. What we focus, what we see is not what we are fighting against. We are actually fighting against the principalities that we cannot see of the dark forces. Everybody thinks we are fighting with a human being. No, it is the spirit behind that human being that we are actually waging the war with. So our situations in the life that come enter into our families the sickness, the diseases, the depression, the anger, the hurried, quick reactions, the quick decisions that we make, the, the nature and attitude and behavior of showing disobedience. This is a deadly disease that we all don't recognize, but this is like, is, is like destroying the peace of our mind. We don't even focus on that, that the disease of disobedience, right? Let's see Ephesians 
Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Yeah, so we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. The enemy that is for each one of us. Anger is a spirit. Self-pity is another spirit. Jealousiness is another spirit. These things destroy the life-giving spirit that the Lord has given and take away life from us and they give death to us. That's why people in this world even we have come from there at one point of time. Even we have come from either a jealousiness, self-pity, anger, sulking, emotional behavior, assumptions, expectations, you know, envying others when they are doing well. All these have been the spirits in our life. So when I say spirit, this, these kind of spirits is actually taking away the life-giving spirit and filling us with death, destroying our life. That's why we get into the mother of all spirits, which is depression. Every single person has this disease called as depression, which they don't accept when told, which they don't recognize. They think, oh, depression means having dark circles around the eyes, not able to sleep, not eating, having mood, mood swings, all that are the symptoms. But people, some symptoms I will tell you, there are few people that I have met. They are clearly in depression, but they want to forget that they are in depression. They don't want to accept. So they engage themselves in multiple activities. But fact is, they don't get satisfaction. They run, they go to work, they go to badminton, they go for swimming, they enjoy the kitty parties, the show, socializing, everything that they do, but they are actually deep inside going with that spirit in them, which is not giving them satisfaction no matter what they're doing. They're always disturbed, distracted, and one fine day, they give up. That's when we hear saying, Oh, he was doing good. They were, I thought they were living very well. I never thought this was going on in their house. Suddenly we hear that somebody committed a suicide out of nowhere because they don't identify and accept it. They think accepting these things is like a, a big damage to their physical image that they have in this world. But if you ask me, if one is able to identify this, that's the best step to take and reach out to the, the word of God and get, get healing because only the word of God can heal a person. That's what Ephesians 6, 12 is saying, for we are not fighting against the flesh and blood enemies. What is the flesh and blood enemies? You and me arguing, we think we both are fighting physical bodies, but there is a spirit behind me, which is my ego. There is a spirit behind you, which is your ego. And these two spirits are talking through our mouths. They're using our body as an instrument. We don't recognize that. That's the sin inside us. 
the ego and pride makes us talk words unwanted words which are hurtful which go and hit and damage the other person and the other person's ego and that person gets provoked and he retaliates and answers back that's when we all lose relationships we break up because we don't understand that we are not fighting with flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world which is not visible to our physical eyes these unseen world evil rulers and authorities are visible to our spiritual eyes which means your spirit when it is awake and the spirit gets life only when you fill with the word of god that's when you will start discerning so when when you when i say you start seeing the unseen forces dark forces of this world with your spiritual eyes that means you have started discerning things around you the gift of discerning is your spiritual eyes opening up you will be able to see when a person is coming and causing an offense to you you will not see that person but you will see the the spirit behind that person which is attacking you that's why a lot of times the holy spirit god has to be there to control you to keep your mouth shut wherever it is required stop having that conversation when it is required continue and answer when it is required so this mighty power that is hidden in the unseen world can be fought against only with the word of god so if i am sitting with my own thoughts my own understanding just imagine how many times i have tried to prove my point with people and where have i really landed myself at if if i don't understand this everywhere that i'm trying to make a point i'm actually causing a bad example and an impact to the other person but when we understand this truth <clears throat> we'll become more careful from now on we will start discerning who is talking to me sometimes god himself will use another person according to his will to provoke you but if you're not discerning that you are fighting against god and he will do that only to test your obedience because you would have told god that lord i want to listen to you i want to do everything that you instruct me to do no matter what happens i will not get provoked this statement will go and stand in front of the lord and lord will say okay let me show this woman or this girl or this man that his statement that he has made is filled with truth or he is deceiving himself in that also god is helping us that's how we identify ourselves when we go to a doctor right when we go to a doctor the doctor is actually in order to diagnose what's going on and that disease that we are suffering with he will ask you a couple of questions he will say okay do you have sleepless nights do you have pain in your neck is there a headache on the right side do you have pain in your eyes do you get tired do you feel sleepy all the time 
these questions he will ask in order to find out and make a checklist as to identify the disease that's hidden inside you and if required he will scan you he will put you under under some tests so when a doctor is doing these examinations to identify a disease that is hidden in the body how much more should the word of god do and who is stopping that is it not our thoughts that we get offended we raise questions when the word is being taught to us when the word is coming to us we don't listen we don't pay attention we get distracted very easily we are sitting physically but our thoughts are all across for one hour we don't want to let everything stop and just focus on this treatment that the doctor wants to give us we have to understand that this doctor that the god has appointed is that servant of god and when that servant of god who who could be the prophet who could be a man of god who, whoever is holding that truth he comes and speaks only with the knowledge wisdom understanding that the holy spirit is giving not with his understanding not with his knowledge not with his wisdom so when 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 god has appointed a person for us let's not see that person let's see who is speaking to me through that person whatever that person is saying is that validating according to the scriptures that's a, that are in front of me if there is no word of god and a person is speaking in an empty way don't even consider that but when the word is kept in front of you validate what this person is speaking check if there is a correction and then start judging the other person because if we don't do this deeper way of analyzing what we are listening we will get deceived because our thought our thoughts are coming simply because of what we see human beings our eyes when i see a white color uh, car i will talk about the white color car that i think would be like but the same white color car when debbie has to describe she might give a different description for debbie white could be pleasant for me white could be dull because that's how we both see though the color is white see the difference of opinions because it's the desire in our heart the passion and the pleasures that we want in our heart changes our opinions that's why if we see god's word which is the truth which is the only way to go and sit in that eternal life if we start looking at this word with your opinion and my opinion we fail miserably that's why god is saying with what opinions are you fighting your battles and that's when what we say is i am believing in god but my life doesn't change i i'm uh, everybody said this is a living god so i started following it but nothing in my life seems to be going right that's because it's not because of the truth but it's because of my understanding my opinions are stopping me from experiencing god completely this we all have to understand so what are those opinions coming from why are these opinions different i will tell you our desires our passions our pleasures 
these three things in our life actually impact the way we build our character our behavior and our thought process my desire my passion my pleasure for me sleeping in the afternoon is a pleasure for me but that will cause laziness is what the word of god says so what am i satisfying what what am i following my opinion is i have to take rest so i will sleep in the afternoon but word of god says no that's going to be laziness and you will impact the way you actually cover up your work so don't do that don't be a sluggard don't be a sleep addicted that's what word of god says so this is what we all have to connect and see what is my desire what's my passion that's driving me crazy when i don't get this i am breaking up right there is a break point when i don't achieve this i tend to get disappointed when somebody comes and disturbs me in this area i'm just retaliating i'm not even remembering the word of god at that point of time what are these three things in you that are causing differences which are leading you into disobedience to god delayed disobedience delayed obedience check check here are what are we focus focusing upon are we coming to god with a predecided motive like this is what i want i wish god also will give me the same answer you know what will happen god will may give you the same answer but it won't be according to god's will it will be according to that hidden motive with which you come and ask and you don't even know that this is because of my hidden motive that the lord has given me this answer so when i go to the lord and enquire something let me go with a blank slate let me not go with a decision already made in my heart and then go and ask the lord this this we have to check because lord sometimes gives away according to our motives and then we will think that i did what god asked me to do but still i didn't get what i wanted but god will say did you really come and ask what you want from me or did you come and ask according to what you had intended that you want to listen he will check all these things in our heart are we coming to god to find chastening so i i have this desire in me so i can go to the lord and i say lord i have this desire in me i want this but let it be your perfect will god i want to do what you want me to do what is your heart saying say like this god will get convinced he will do what you want check what your heart is saying because your conscience should always be clear right so when we are going to god or the prophet of god should we go with a clear heart and mind or are we going with this desires passions and pleasures of our life and then expecting god to give us a favorable answer which is pleasing to us what we all do is we want god to always please us if there is something very unpleasant that the god that god reveals we start raising questions we start asking reasons we start convincing ourselves that this is probably not from god 
we we don't want to because our desire is contradicting to what the spirit of the lord is revealing to us the, these things actually derail us and when we don't understand these things we cannot get the right rebuke the right chastening the right way of discipline that the lord wants to give us and that's where god you we actually tie god's hands mouth from not talking to us in our lives so god is just quietly sitting there waiting for us to realize that we have actually taken away the battle into our hands and we have decided to fight the battles of our life you know what happens initially it will all be good but as the days go we start seeing the pressure mounting up the stress building up losing our peace slowly inch by inch we start seeing the disturbances but we tend to ignore because we think no this is probably a test from god if god has to test me i have to be like one david one abraham one job am i like one of them this is what i would check so for me to even become eligible for god to test me i have to first come to that level of faithfulness that they they exhibited abraham was in a very comfortable place he had all the cattle so much of grain fields riches wealth relatives people a big house to live in he had his own idols to worship and he was comfortable with so many servants under him he he would worship the idols man made handmade idols but he had reverence towards god he didn't believe god the almighty he believed god he didn't believe jehovah he believed god god saw that to be in agreement with the reverence and fear a man should have towards god and then he said abraham get up come out go to that land and where did he send abraham he sent abraham to a desert it had stones and sand there was no field there was no grain there was no harvest there were no people there was no money what did abraham do he said yes lord and he walked today abraham is a man of faith he is the father for all of us that's the kind of sincere integrity held personality who fill, fulfills lord's will with faithfulness you know what abraham saw there abraham saw that there is goodness behind god's word and there is evil behind my desire shall i show you one superb verse i really found it today afternoon let's go to job 36 16 to 21 <clears throat> job job 36 mm-hmm. 16 to 31 yeah 
God is leading you away from danger, Job, to a place free from distress. He is setting your table with the best food, but you are obsessed with whether the godless will be judged. Don't worry, judgment and justice will be upheld, but watch out or you may be seduced by wealth. Mm. Don't let yourself be bribed into sin. Mm. Could all your wealth or all your mighty efforts keep you from distress? Mm. Do, do not long for the cover of night, for that is when people will be destroyed. Mm. Be on guard. Turn back from evil, for God sent this suffering to keep you from a life of evil. So when, when we feel that this is good for me, kindly remember that's not good for us no what we think is good for for us is not good for us let's wait for god to tell what is good for us for me i will think going to this place where i have one two three four kind of you know fixed ideas and planning and stepwise you know uh, an execution path i feel okay this is where i should go that's my feeling but when i go there i will start seeing the hurdles and obstacles because i thought it will be nice it will be good i thought but i never inquired the lord and asked him god this is what i'm thinking but i don't know what's hidden behind it you tell me you tell me and i will follow what did loth do when he went along with abraham when abraham was called god called only abraham but loth went with abraham his understanding when he went with abraham there they had an opportunity to choose the land one side was all dried the other side was all harvested so they had to choose abraham and loth had to choose so what did abraham say loth take a choice you make this choice what did he do he said i will choose the greener side abraham said go but abraham did not make a choice abraham said whatever the lord gives me i will take it but who was blessed abraham was blessed that's what we don't understand in our life we think this is good for us we don't enquire from god what we think is good for us need not work out to be good if you ask me if you ask me my personal experiences what i think is good for me i will never get that because what i do is i want this but i don't want to go with my understanding you give me what is good and i have seen the most things that i loved a lot i have started seeing that god has taken them away from my life i don't get disappointed because i believe that behind those good things that i wanted to get was evil hidden if i wanted to get a job in salesforce which is a big organization right that's my desire but if i end up getting there i may forget god i may get proud i may forget the i may not be able to provide the time that i have now to listen to the word of god i may get into heavy pressure 
I maybe the salary is huge that 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 might be driving me but what comes along with that is what god knows so what god would do is no you you may like that job but listen that's not for you right now that job is good but right now giving you that job you're going to fall into many sins i don't want to give you that job 36 16 to 21 mm-hmm. god is leading you away from danger job to a place free from distress he mm. is setting your table with the best food mm. but you are obsessed with whether the godless will be judged mm. don't worry judgment and justice will be upheld mm. but watch out or you may be seduced by wealth mm. don't let yourself be bribed into sin Hmm. Could all your wealth or all your mighty efforts keep you from distress? Hmm. Do not long for the cover of night, for that is when people will be destroyed. Be on guard, turn back from evil, for God sent this suffering to keep you from a life of evil. To keep you from a life of evil. This is how our God protects us. praise the lord when something doesn't happen according to what we desire does not mean that we should get upset in the same way if something is happening according to what we are thinking please be careful we have to be able to discern from whom this is coming to us what is the path through which we are getting this that's why the word of god says you have started very well in the spirit but you're ending up in the flesh when we started we said everything is god and when we started our journey we said everything is god but this one thing i want to do then we'll say everything is god but these two things i want to do then we'll say everything is god except these three things then we'll say everything is god but only for one thing let there be god everything else i will do you started well in the spirit and you started dominating your flesh desires passions pleasures and you pushed away god and we don't even realize that because the sin inside us does not let us see what we are doing we say i will submit to god that statement is it an empty statement or is it a serious statement It's because when we say i will submit to god god will use people around you to provoke you what's it what's your reaction at that point of time you said you'll submit to god so you should basically show endurance you should not have a wrong thought it's not staying silent with your mouth it's staying silent at your heart so god will never send anything unless we ask for it we have to remember that so what what are we doing lot of times we don't understand that it is because what we spoke that things have come into our life and then we get into a situation where we fall miserably because our thoughts actually take us away from god far far away and leave us in a distance place distant place where we won't be able to find a way to come back 
and then slowly the distress will mount up on us that distress will take so much of power and strength in our life that by the time we realize we are totally bent by it we are unable to get up we we can't even scream and ask for help that's the kind of power and strength that distress will take on us and that will actually destroy us god does not want us to go to that level that is the reason he keeps coming and giving us wake up calls the wake up calls come in the form of rebuke the difference between man's anger god's anger we we don't understand when we say anger we understand anger with our definitions right what what is god's anger is a warning it's a punishment that punishment is with his spirit helping us what is our anger our anger will destroy our own peace not the peace around us did you all do you all actually relate to it when you are angry the words that come out of your mouth the thoughts that come into your heart and your body language everything just imagine when you're really fuming with anger what does it do it goes into your heart and destroys your peace people around you will not even get impacted but your anger will actually destroy your own heart and your peace but god's anger will destroy the evil in us god's anger will give us a light to travel towards god's anger will destroy the idols of our heart god's anger will show us the fate into which we have decided to walk towards god's anger is filled with love and god never gets angry without giving us enough warnings he controls himself i think in first peter first chapter or third chapter we read this right that just because god is showing his endurance does not mean we can continue to sin where god was saying now when i'm giving the word to people they are neglecting it they are keeping it aside i am crying now and nobody is bothered i am grieved and people are continually neglecting me but there will be a time when they will cry and i will be gone the tribulations and greater tribulations are those times where we won't get this word anymore even if i realize and repent there's no time and he said that is the time when they will cry they will weep they will ask to show mercy they will say i will listen to you please give me one chance please give me one chance lord i will show obedience he said i will not hear 
So you people, when I am in between you, when I'm coming and giving you instructions, now you are showing your stubborn attitude, not listening, not valuing the word that's coming to you. Y'all are feeling there's too much word coming to you. This will change. Now I am crying. At that point of time when you're crying, I won't be there anymore. So we, it's, it's our decision that we are going to make. That's why God wants us to realize these things. Where, with what are we fighting? What are we fighting our battles? Our opinions, our thoughts will not lead us anywhere. So do you know that the, every, every thought that is coming in us is because of the nature that is hidden inside us? And that's nothing but a sinful nature. So let's see the first point, a sinful nature. Romans 8, third verse. Romans 8, verse 3. <clears throat> The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to, the, to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. So... The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. The law said, don't lie. Don't murder. Respect your parents. So let's take don't lie. When the law said, don't lie, we were unable to stick and show obedience to that instruction because the sinful nature in me is a liar. And the weakness of this liar is to continuously keep lying. <coughs> so I tend to speak lies whenever I want to protect myself. I tend to speak lies to impress someone. I tend to speak lies to show that I am the best person. I tend to speak lies to prove myself as a righteous person. I tend to speak lies saying that, yes, everything in the week is good. When anybody asks us, how are you? We say, good. But is that good really good? There is so much of not good behind that good. So that weakness of my sinful nature does not allow me to do what God instructs me to do. When God gives me an instruction, first my sinful nature and the weakness of this sinful nature. So the sinful nature is my personality. What is my character inside me? Let, let me dig that character. This is the purpose of word of God in our life. There's no point just listening, making notes, saying regularly, Lord, I'm disobeying you. Lord, I'm having sinful nature in me. No, the purpose of the word of God is like when you go for a yearly health checkup, you tend to identify, why do you go for a yearly health checkup? 
to see if your heart rate is good, your blood count is good, the cells are appropriate, no extra growth anywhere. You're so focused on making sure your annual health history is good. How much more is your spirit, your inner self, which is what the new wineskin is. The new wineskin is not having new body, but new spirit inside you. This new spirit is supposed to be filled with godly nature, godly character, godly behavior, godly thoughts, godly opinions, godly words. This is the new newness in you that should be coming in. Then why am I having that old nature that I continue to have in my past life? This nature of mine, when, when it came out, I said, Lord, thank you for this. And I was like, when, when I heard this, when I got this in front of me, I only said, prayed to the Lord that I want your help to overcome this. Please talk to me. And I knew he will talk to me today. And he spoke to me. He said how to come out of it, how to overcome that, how to crucify this nature. He gave me two options. Either take this decision today that you're crucifying this nature of yours and walk or you keep crucifying this nature every single day and keep walking either ways you do but do this on a regular basis this is the purpose that we all have to identify let's read the fourth verse debbie romans 8 verse 4 hmm. he did he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be mm. fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, the very reason he came in the form of a human being is to say that this flesh has sinful nature in it. So even I am coming with that same flesh and blood. But the difference between Lord Jesus Christ and me is Lord Jesus Christ allowed. See, if you read the third verse, the last line, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice of, for our sins. Sin is controlling me. Check. Check. Which sin in me is controlling me? If the sin is controlling me, I won't be able to identify the nature that is causing sin in me. So what we have to do today is identify that sinful nature while listening to the word of God. Because this word of God is actually tearing your skin apart to show you the cells which are causing cancerous disease which is nothing but a sin hidden in us. Please take advantage of this time that we are spending. That's why I'm going very slowly. I have to tell this because I found a deliverance. Now I'm much more freed up with this nature. Now this nature that has come in front of me is going to be my everyday examination of how I'm following myself. How am I taking up my cross and denying my sinful nature and saying, no, I want to be like him. Let me just take the way things come. I don't want to get upset because I didn't get a job. 
no there is so much behind it i don't want that there is distress god is saying i don't want that the job that i am doing is comfortable he is taking care of everything that i need so let me not hurry up but rather take it slow let him decide when she is ready to take up this new job is this the right time for her to go or is this the right time for her to learn learn more learn to humble learn to submit he thinks about me so much he thinks about each one of you so so much so let's not just get disappointed with those little things that we desire to obtain and don't get and we desire to obtain and we want to do it at the cost of showing disobedience to the father who loves us so much he treats us precious he treats us like princes he treats each one of us like his child who is in his palm he wants to carry us like that but we want to run out of his palms and get hurt fall down stumble let's let's stop let's tell to our desires let's turn to our desires and say listen you have not given me anything in my life despite me trusting you so much so right now you walk out of my life you have no place in my life now i want to fulfill the desire of my lord in my life let's read the second the fifth verse debbie <clears throat> those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things but those who are controlled by the holy spirit think about things that please the spirit hmm that means if i'm dominated by my sinful nature my attitude my thought process my behavior will it be right or wrong the, the answer is in front of you when i have this sinful nature in me when i have my flesh dominating my spirit when i have my own understanding can my own understanding ever be right it will convince me but is it going to cause good to me do i have a strong confident answer that yes you know what we end up doing all throughout our life because of this nature in us we tend to continue to live the life according to the way we want to do and we compromise we convince we get adjusted we settle down for lesser we take things the way they come we don't know what will happen next we are always skeptical about things that are going to occur we don't know how safe we are how secure so we we continue to live a life but what we do is we continue to regret wish we would we could have done that wish i shouldn't have gone there wish i shouldn't have spoken wish i would have controlled a little in our decision making in what we think is good in what we think is right for us there will be regret behind it for sure for sure take it in writing and you can examine and see but when we go according to the will of god ecclesiastes 5:19:20 happens where the lord will not even you know let us think about the days that we have lived that means every single day will be fresh new highly energy filled great happiness joy peace that you will 
not find a difference between yesterday and today because yesterday was according to God's will. Today is according to God's will. So, you know, even tomorrow will be God's will. That will be the way a man who is living according to God's will, God's instruction, God's direction, God's command will have this peace of mind where he will not think about what's going to be my next minute. Because this man who is led in the spirit confidently sits and takes everything that the Lord keeps sending and believes that whatever God does is right. And whatever he says will do good for me. Verse 6. Yes. So letting your sinful nature control your mind Mm. leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Yes. When you let your own understanding, your own thought process control you, you know what happens? You get offended. You react quickly. You're ready to give justification. You want to tell and prove your point at any cost. You're not ready to listen to what the other person is actually intending to tell you. No, you don't want to do all that. Even if you let someone speak, You have already closed your ears because your sin is controlling you so much that it doesn't let you see, hear or perceive and receive what is coming to you as a goodness into your life. Our sinful nature is that bad. So if you read this, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, not to the physical body. Your spirit is dying. When your spirit is dying, that's when you start falling into distress. That's when you start getting demotivated. That's when you start seeing that suddenly everything, no energy, no interest. You somehow feel so dejected in life. All this will start happening because this sinful nature in you initially elevates you and pulls you down. So... But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. If you depend on the spirit, if you allow the spirit to control you, your nature, your thought process, and you getting disappointed because you did not achieve something that belongs to the world will not exist. When you... Let the spirit control you. When you allow the spirit to dominate your flesh, the desires of the world when not met, the spirit will not let you lose your peace. It will give you life. You will say, okay, so what next? Nothing will disturb you. Because you didn't solve a problem in your math. You you didn't fare your exam well. You did not win your good friendship. You have no friends to play with. All these things will not disappoint you. Because when your spirit is led by God, he will become your friend. So he will engage you so much that you will continuously have the joy that probably you wouldn't have got from any physical friend of yours. So when he's taking care of us, That means if we are listening, talking, having that conversation with him, the spirit is leading us. 
So immediately think, think about it. So you want to do something, but you say, Lord, shall I do this? Can I go there? Can I call her? Can I speak to them? You want to do, but wait and say, Lord, shall I do it? Okay, Lord, if it is your will, after one hour, let this thought still remain in me and then I will go and buy this. If it is not your will, erase this thought from me and wait. That's how I do. And when I get confused, I call my prophet. I will ask them, can I do this? Can I buy this? Can I speak to her? Can I go there? Can I travel? Should I stay back? All these things, he wants to give us advice like as if we are his best friends, we are his children. He wants to take care of us. God loves us. That's why he rebukes us. Behind God's rebuke, it is his amount of love that he has on each one of us. Let's not hurry up in doing things. Let's not decide and then go and ask God because he will give you what your heart is desiring. The word says that. No, let's leave it to him. He knows what we need, what will satisfy our spirit, not the flesh. Not the flesh. This we all have to understand. If you allow the spirit to control your mind, it will give you life and peace. Seventh verse. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. So my opinions, my thoughts, my understanding can never let me be obedient to God. Which means the idols in my heart, if they are my gods, right? If my gods are my idols, you know what I'm doing? I'm showing obedience to my idols and I'm telling I'm obedient to God. My understanding, my thought, my understanding, my heart, my idols. So can you relate to this? So my thoughts come from my heart. And what is filled in my heart? My idols. And what are these idols? Pertaining to the worldly desire, which filled my ego and pride. So when I'm listening to these idols, what are they going to do? They will actually fight against God. They will prove they are hostile to God. And these will never let me show obedience to God. Let's read Jeremiah 10th chapter 14 and 15. <clears throat> Jeremiah 10, 14, and 15. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. Do we have to, should we believe these idols of our heart? Here he, it clearly says the whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. Should we contest with this? Should we fight against this word that's coming, which is alive? It says the craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make. My assumption. 
if i have an assumption about something i've disgraced with this assumption idol that i'm making right now and what does it say it says for their carefully shaped works are a fraud they are lies they don't have power they don't have life and what happens is they are worthless ridiculous lies and on the day of reckoning they will be destroyed on the day of judgment my assumption idol will get destroyed because the day of judgment all the dark forces will be locked and destroyed by the lord okay that is good how about us who made this assumption to be our god this is destroyed what about me i will also be destroyed should we really go there and fall into that day of reckoning to be destroyed is our choice that we make that's why god is saying don't fight your battles with your understanding with your <clears throat> flesh and sinful nature the second point is don't war against your battles with your flesh don't war against the battles with your flesh 2 corinthians 10 chapter 3 and 4 verses <clears throat> second corinthians what was the chapter and verse 10th the chapter third and fourth verse 10 3 and 4 yeah <clears throat> okay we are human but we don't wage war as humans do we use god's mighty weapons not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments stronghold of human reasoning so my justification my reasons they are actually holding me back into going away from what the lord's instructions are that's why he is saying here that these human reasonings are the strongholds that don't allow us to do so what we all have to decide by now you i'm sure all of you would have identified what is that nature in me so when you have identified and said lord this is the nature in me that's causing me to destroy the peace that you're giving me this nature of mine i don't want to have whatever you're deciding right now is actually going to be the weapon which will be thrown out of your life and god will give you and fill you with his spirit he wants to do that quickly he does not want any of us to suffer in in our daily lives he does not want the 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 sufferings and and the pain and the insults and the humiliations are we bringing it upon ourselves or are we blaming on god that he is bringing on ourselves can you read the fourth verse debbie through corinthians 10 4 We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Yes, so we are using God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, not human advice, but the spirit of the Lord giving us advice. 
and we are using this to hold break down the strongholds so when the human understanding is saying listen pick up the phone call her and give her back the way she deserves but god's weapon is why do you want to fight the battle if she has unwantedly damaged your reputation she has character character assassinated you leave that to me i will take an account about that from her i will exalt you whom do you want the exaltation from me or the people of this world this is how god will help us to validate and stop that's how we have to wage the wars let's not wage a war or solve a problem using our understanding but rather solve the problem with the help of the word of god in our life knowledge discernment wisdom strength understanding when we are having this that means we are allowing the spirit to lead us we are pushing back the flesh and the desire of the flesh aside unless we stamp the desire the passions and the pleasures of this flesh like i want everyone to love me i want everyone to appreciate me i want everyone to recognize me i want her to acknowledge my effort i want him to appreciate me i want him to show love towards me i want him to respect me these things are your passion your desire your pleasures if i throw this and my focus is i want god to appreciate me i want god to tell i am behaving good i want to be right in the sight of god i want favor from god when i start focusing on this then my spirit will be filled with peace and joy and my the spirit will lead me so much that it will help me how to please god how to be right in his sight how to get appreciation from god what kind of thoughts god will appreciate i will start adopting godly thoughts because my desire is not according to my flesh but my desire is according to god's word and the spirit of the lord right today when we are analyzing our sinful nature let's identify that nature which is stopping us from doing these things where we have to wage our wars using the spiritual weapon let's not wage our wars using our human mind and human thoughts and human weapons because we are not fighting against human beings but we are fighting against the spiritual dark forces we need to recognize this and once we do this then what will happen you know we will get a weapon and this weapon is what we all have to arm with so the third point is arm yourself with a weapon third point is arm yourself with a weapon and what is arming yourself with a weapon and what is that arm is when you arm yourself with this weapon that god is giving going to give us today you will be able to have a good testimony not only in the sight of god but around you as well god will establish your testimony god will enable your life to be an example to many and he will fulfill the purpose for which he has called each one of us in our life so third point arm with a weapon 
first peter 4 chapter 1 2 3 verses <clears throat> and this is the weapon with which we have to fight our battles <clears throat> first peter 4 1 to 3 so then since christ suffered a physical pain you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and mm. be ready to suffer too mm. for if you have suffered physically for Christ you have finished with sin mm. you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires but you will be anxious to do the will of god you have you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy their immorality and lust their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols hmm. here since so then since christ suffered physical pain you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had that means let's say i i have a sinful nature in me which is anger and i have taken a decision that i want to control this sinful nature of mine when i take this decision what happens is this anger will continuously keep provoking me to fall for it and react and throw the anger what we all have to do is tolerate that pain that your weakness is giving you just say no i am not going to do it it won't leave you it has a strong hold on you right that strong hold will say i will not leave you without making you fall for me you have to get angry see how much they are provoking you and what happens is this weakness of ours will continuously provoke until we give up but what we have to do is even if it is provoking show that endurance that's what christ did and we have to have that same attitude so first arming yourself first weapon is to have the mind of christ in you unless you have the mind of christ saying unless this is father's will it won't come into my life unless i have to i humble myself this won't leave me they i said i want to submit to what father has instructed and i will do it when when that's how he tolerated everything so let us also do the same thing that's why he said be ready to suffer too be ready to suffer because throwing your sinful nature which is stuck to you from your birth is not going to be an easy process for if you have suffered physically for christ you have finished with sin that means you are eradicating the sin from you today i i found my sinful nature i took a decision to crucify that sinful nature you think it's going to be easy now beginning now i will have test coming from everyone around me this is so beautiful learning who will help us apart from god to see the way you transform yourself not because of your own strength but because of that spirit that the lord is giving to each one of us when we sincerely confess identify recognize and realize and take a decision 
unless we do this part of it the remaining part of him giving us his spirit him giving us the knowledge discerning wisdom strength understanding to fight and doing this in our daily life will not come so if you read the third verse you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy we did all these things we enjoyed we lied we hurted we 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 probably judged people we probably killed many people with our words so we all did this but now that is past the new wine skin that you have should be filled with newness new wine that god is pouring now right yes lord you're right i have to start living my life like this and that's when you will enjoy so first weapon that you all have to we all have to arm ourselves is mind of christ the second and third weapon we have to see this let's go to uh, first timothy 18 19 and 20 first timothy first chapter 18 19 20 first timothy 1 18 <clears throat> timothy my son here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier may they help you fight well in the lord's battles mm. cling to your faith in christ mm. keep your conscience clear for some people have deliberately violated their consciences and as a result their faith has been shipwrecked mm. hymenius and alexander are two examples i threw them out and handed them over to satan so that they might learn not to blaspheme god yes so this is an important uh, weapon for two two things here faith and good conscience or a clear conscience so when you have faith on god let's say for example we all claim to have faith on god we all say i i have blind faith on god he will do he knows when to do what to do how to do he will do things this is what we we call out as a statement now let's practically apply and see <clears throat> so when we are saying god is always right he will do what is right for me i will just submit and follow to whatever he says we shouldn't be disappointed we shouldn't be disobeying we should show fully full obedience we should humble ourselves so if we are not doing all these that means our faith is not right and when our faith is not right you will actually get deceived by your own conscience because even your conscience is not clear so when your conscience is not clear it will continuously tell whatever you're doing is right so your faith has a deficiency which will lead into having not a good conscience or a clear conscience and because of which we will derail ourselves and whatever we will start solving the things in our situations in our life whatever decisions we are going to make however we are handling our life that means we are not really handling with god's thoughts we are not battling we are not fighting with the battles of our life using god's thoughts but rather using our own understanding to fight these battles so faith and clear conscience are another two weapons that we have to have so what are the three weapons one is the mind of christ second is faith third is 
clear conscience if these three weapons is what we are wearing we will do everything that the lord is asking us to do wholeheartedly consistently willingly and with complete obedience no manipulations that means you're killing your flesh so we have achieved the victory over the flesh the desires of this flesh we are putting it to death by arming ourselves with these weapons and once you have done that finally you know what you will be called you will be called as a good soldier where you have fought your battle well and god will say good my faithful servant and he will give us as an example to many lives we all want to be faithful good soldiers last point fourth point is good soldier let's read first timothy second chapter third and fourth verses first timothy 2 3 and 4 <clears throat> this is good and pleases god our savior who wants everyone to be saved oh sorry i didn't start right at the right place i don't think Oh, that's the right one. Okay, no, this is it. good and pleases God our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. This is good and pleases God our savior who wants everyone to be saved. He's not pushing us away from him but rather drawing us closer to him when he brings rebuke to us. So what God is saying is he wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. that means when we have faith clear conscience and mind of christ we will start experiencing the word of god in our life how it is working in our life and when we do this we will understand the truth and we will save our lives we will save many lives around us you will be a great example to people in your family children grandchildren will look at you and see god in you that's how you you preach the word through the way you live that's the truth and let's read last verse last two verses hebrew 12 1 and 2 verses hebrews 12 1 and 2 therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race god has set before us we do this by keeping our eyes on jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding its shame now he is seated in the place of honor beside god's throne this is what we all have to recognize is read that carefully because of the joy awaiting him because of the joy that is awaiting each one of us right disregarding its shame he went and submitted to all insults all humiliations so what is our desire do we want to desire for that joy that lord wants to give us or do we want to desire for those little little happiness that we obtain from this world that is what we all have to check because our desires 
our understanding our thoughts are only going to be enemies to the father and his will in our life if we don't understand this part we will fail terribly and we cannot fight the battles in the way we should fight hence what happens is we get into distress disappointment and completely lose our peace and we will put to death the spirit that is in us hence last verses 2 corinthians second chapter 9 10 and 11 verses <clears throat> second corinthians 2 9 to 11 i wrote to you as i did to test you and see if you would fully comply with my instructions when you forgive this man i forgive him too and when i forgive whatever needs to be forgiven i do so with christ's authority for your benefit so that satan will not outsmart us for we are familiar with his evil schemes what what paul is saying here is if i have the mind of christ and if i believe him when we read when we say our lord's prayer forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us when we confidently say the statement you know what we are saying lord you forgive me only if i'm forgiving another person in my life so when we are talking so confidently would not take would god not take that as as a very you know in uh, what what do you call a, a confident statement of ours and test us with that okay i will send someone into her life and let that someone go and hurt her deeply in the place where she cannot tolerate he will use another person to do that and when that other person is doing that if this person who is operating in the spirit is still able to forgive that person that means that statement which went to the lord saying forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against me god will say okay since she has forgiven this person who has humiliated and insulted her i will forgive her of the sins which she has actually accounted for herself when she humiliated and insulted another person so he will strike off my sins and this he will do to show that satan the devil should not use his wicked scheme to cause disturbance between two people who are bounded with god's love god's love in between two people the devil always wants to put his wicked schemes and destroy when the spirit of the lord is operating in us we will catch it we will say god has built this relationship why is the spirit entering no right now let me not allow this spirit to come and play his wicked schemes he wants to basically separate both of us not to succeed but he wants to separate to succeed over god he wants to win over god in every scheme of his how will he do that by bringing clashes by bringing ego hurts by bringing blaming by bringing unwanted insults and humiliations to hit you hard so that you get offended 
you feel bad you feel hurtful you start taking yourself away from people you isolate yourself you dislike that person who has hate who has insulted you you start the the schemes of the devil is like this so what he does is one is he will take away you from the other person and with that other person he will drag that person into condemnation self pity depression restlessness anxiety this person will lose his peace this person will lose all the joy that god established in their lives see the scheme that the devil plays but people who are filled with the spirit of the lord will be able to discern will be able to understand where this is coming from where we should stop it how to handle the situation how to cast out that spirit behind the people and make sure god's love does not vanishes between them this is how god helps us to battle our situations with his thoughts so now you understand yourself you you figure out how you are doing how you are fighting the battles of your life are you fighting with god's thoughts or are you fighting with your thoughts and if it if you are i'm sure until now we wouldn't even have understood this whole concept so if we are fighting with our thoughts what sinful nature in me is driving me to have the thoughts that i'm having and why am i depending on the thoughts that my sinful nature is giving me why am i letting my sinful nature fight the battles of the life and the situations which are coming from things that i cannot even perceive my logical understanding my reasoning my way of thinking can never solve the problems of my life we may feel it is solving for that moment but what we don't understand is we haven't solved but we have suppressed that for that time only that problem is still there but we have hidden that problem away from our eyesight lot of times we avoid certain conversations we we step we jump away from certain conversations that's because you want to hide yourself from that situation you're not solving a problem there you're running away from your problems but with god's thoughts you will solve the problem from the root so i'm sure you must have identified what sinful nature has revealed to you while you were listening and identify that and crucify that the only way to come out of that is take a decision take a decision ask the lord holy spirit god to lead you help that ask that help from the spirit he will come and help us but when he is helping you trust me you will get tests on that same point and whether you are passing that exam failing that exam is how you have to examine and walk forward